The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and Eastern Conference shenanigans. It's general shenanigans. <laughs> it there is has never been a shenanigan we haven't talked about. <laughs> it is August 12th, and this is our 79th podcast. Woo! And we're doing something brand new um, in our summer of special guests. So we are doing division previews for the first time ever. And today we have a special guest on, Acharya from uh, the associate editor for Raw Charge and Pension Plan Puppets is joining us today to talk about the Atlanta division. Hello! Thank you so much for coming on! I am very, very happy to be here. This is the first podcast I've been on with an all-woman cast. And Yay! I think that that's, yeah, that's marvelous, and it should happen more often. I agree. You should be on all the podcasts. She, she, so we were, <laughs> we were DMing, obviously, to prepare for this, to make sure everybody's, you know, schedule aligned. And she was like, oh, I've already, like, done a bunch of research, and I got all these ranks, and, like, I wanted to look everything up. I was like, what research? <laughs> research. <laughs> already done so much more work than we ever do for our own podcast. <laughs> well, that probably comes in from doing podcasts with men. And I have to say there's one podcast in particular, I'm not going to call them out or anything, but whenever I'm on, they pick a very hard question for me to tack on right at the end. And I usually get it wrong. Like, it's like they have it in for me every single time. So I always so try to over prepare and I always get it wrong. The last one was like um, on the statue of of um, of Andrychuk in front of Amalia Reno. What sweater number is he wearing? And I'm like, I I pass that statue all the time, and I don't remember. What <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like, oh god. So I always brace myself, and well, I always try to prepare quite thoroughly. But you know, you never can do enough. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but we already told you what all of our questions are. So you should be <laughs> Yeah, we are. Oh my uh, God, just don't try to stump me on like history. No, that sounds awful. We would never do that, ever. No. <laughs> At one point, I was tasked to on another podcast, and they always try to make people name like, like they give you point. It was, and this is actually a pretty cool, fun game. And like, I don't, they play with all their guests, so it wasn't like a singling me out type thing. But it was like, name the top scorers from the year that your team won the Stanley Cup. And I was like, fuck. I didn't even watch hockey when the Stars <laughs> won the Stanley Cup. Like, I had, with, I got most of them right. Like, obviously, Madonna was number one, and, like, I got double points on getting that right, which was the easy one. Um, right. But, like, yeah, no, I was like, oh, let me name <laughs> guys that were actually on that team even. <laughs> You know, and in 2004, I was still on a hiatus from hockey um, and didn't really pick it up again until um, Iserman became GM of Tampa. So uh, Steve it was a while. <laughs> a However, Iserman yep. could draw anyone back into hockey. It's true. I'm not going to lie. Part of the reason I wanted you on the podcast is because I actually really like Tampa Bay quite a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh, who are you know, from the Atlantic they are division? just much like, yeah, much like the Stars. They're a very likable team. 
-hmm. It's hard to dislike the stars. And, um, you know, especially, well, actually, I was going to say, how's Ben Bishop doing? Are you guys (laughs) still okay with him? What's, uh, is he still suffering from that groin injury that he had um, at the end of his time with us? What's going on there? As far as I know, he's set to start the season. Um, Yeah, he went out late last season with an injury, but I don't think it was a groin one. Yeah, I don't think that was his groin. I think it was something else. But um, he, as far as I know, he's going to be fine um, to start. And I will say this for him. He did exactly what I wanted him to do last year, which was post league average save percentages. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I required. um, (laughs) He's still well loved in Tampa. He was definitely um, one for the fans and everyone adored him. The line to for autographs with Ben Bishop was usually wrapped around the arena. So it was just, you know, he's a lovely guy. He's so, he's just a precious little, he's always looked, always looks so happy. Always looks so upbeat. I really like the way that he interacts with other players on the ice too. Like um, the kind of calling out where he's going to, what, what's going on to the the defense. I thought that was really cool too, the way he was doing that. He so. is such a good um, sixth defender on the ice. Yeah. Or at third defender on the ice, sixth player on the ice. He, um, his puck playing skills have always just blown me away. And um, we currently have Andre Vasilevsky uh, starting for us and Vasi just can't, can't do it in the same way. I mean, Vasi is a fine goaltender, but he's, um, not at Ben Bishop's level for playing the puck. Mm. There's there's definitely arguments to be made about whether goalies should play the puck and whether they shouldn't. And I mean, I think I can remember at least there was at one goal, at the very least, that Ben Bishop gave up because he was out playing the puck. But yeah, is, there I, might have been a Stanley Cup final goal given up <laughs> because he he accidentally body checked Victor Hedman. Um, yeah. That's not something that Tampa Bay likes to remember however it happened and we have to own it so yeah there are issues (laughs) (laughs) but I do I do you know like you were saying as a sixth defenseman like I can specifically also remember times when he was kind of like directing especially like Asa Lindell and like he who shall not be named before he got traded as well like be like no you go over there and you do this thing that I need you to do like, Which I really appreciate because I don't think that our previous goalies were doing that. Not at all. Not at all. So, yeah, no, I definitely, I think he was really good. And and I think, um, I don't remember who was talking about it, too, but I think it might have been Klingberg who was actually giving him a lot of props for doing that, too. Maybe yeah. it might have been Stephen Johns. But one of the I'm defensemen sure. was specifically called him out as being, like, really helpful. So Yeah. yeah. Defenders really love Ben Bishop. Like it'd be really hard for any Dallas Stars fan to get down on Ben Bishop last year because that wasn't the problem for once. Yeah, like for once in the last like three years, goaltending was not the Stars' problem. Although I gotta tell you, I spent some time on defending Big D, and I can tell you there are people out there that will literally complain about anything. So, well, have if you read um, through. Japer's rink after the Caps won the cup. Um, they were, I guess, assessing how each player did during the year or something like that. And people were still complaining about their cup winning team. It's like, yeah, um, Holtby wasn't, you know, outstanding this season and all of the stuff. And I'm like, you guys, you won the cup. You can stop. You can pause. 
You don't have to complain this summer. You can just go drink with Ovechkin. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) That honest to God is the most maddening thing I've ever heard. Like, I just want to reach into my TV right now and shake some people. Like, what is wrong with you? I think uh, Caps fans just, they're so conditioned to, like, um, being brutal with their team every summer that they just can't turn it off. (laughs) It's like... Oh, yeah, we won the cup. Okay, let's get on with, like, breaking down how the team sucks so that we can get even better. And, you know, they don't have to, and yet they still do. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's over. You won. Ovechkin won. Like, you can stop now. (laughs) Nope. Well, should should we get into breaking down how we think the Atlantic Division is going to do? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start doing these rankings uh, from bottom to top. Uh, so leading us off, who do you have, uh, who do you think is going to be coming in last in the Atlantic Division? Okay, so <laughs> we have kind of a four-way tie for last, and <laughs> who wins Sounds it like is really, yeah, exactly, <laughs> they're like three good teams, three, yeah, I'd say they're quite good and competitive teams, and then, um, Five that are, you know, um, I guess out of those five, only one, maybe Florida is the only one who could contend for a playoff spot. Mm -hmm. And then four that truly, I have no idea what they're up to. Like, it's really disturbing. So um, I'm just going to pick Buffalo because they came in last after the um, regular season in 2018. So we'll just start with the ranking from the bottom at Buffalo. They might be a little better going into um, next season because they signed, they traded for Jeff Skinner. So, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. Jeff so Skinner. We, we actually do have a question about that. So Shani's land asked, Shani Island uh, mm-hmm. asks, how about that Jeff Skinner trade? It is not Shani Island. It's Shani's land. I know, with- but I can't help <laughs> but read land, huh? Shani Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think about her in my head is Shani Island. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, so, hi, Shani's Land or Shani Island. Um, how about that Jeff Skinner trade? I think he'll be a fine winger for Eichel. And um, then I, what's the rest of the team is my big question. Like, uh, you know. I mean, they did get Dolan. Yeah, they so. get, got right. Exactly. And then what? <laughs> so do we, do we dare utter Rasmus Ristolainen on the podcast and see what happens? <laughs> the Sabres for a long time had one of the best goalie whisperers in the league, but he, um, uh, he was from the same country as Zegmus Gergensen's Latvia. Yeah. Right. And so he was a Latvian goalie. He managed to um, get Latvia a Latvia against Canada game that was uh, quite close in the Olympics. Um, I remember not that this past game. one, but the one before. Right. And but he left um, like two seasons ago, and so their goaltending has not been all that good since. Like he was really able to get into the brains of goaltenders, and honestly, keep 
Buffalo from tanking as much as they wanted to tank. Obviously, they were tanking for Nolan, and they managed to get him, and that was um, because they no longer had the help of this uh, goalie whisperer. Is that why the goalie whisperer is gone? It might be. I mean, it's really hard to say. Like, um, two seasons ago was really uh, Buffalo's big season for making huge changes. That was the one where um, people were sneaking Jack Eichel's name into uh, the GM position on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because... I mean, they got the new coach, they got new GM, they got bottom, right. they got, they got a Housley, House, starts with an H. I think it's Housley, right? Oh. Phil Housley? I'm sorry. His name is Arthur's Urbe. I don't know quite how to pronounce that. Apologies. That is an amazing world. name, though. Yeah. 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 And he. Almost um, as good as Jurgensen. Yep, you can't actually mention his name to Toronto Maple Leafs fans because uh, he played in the league um, as a goalie and managed to um, defeat the Leafs at some point in his career, and so they all hate him quite a bit. Amazing. Can you mention anything to Leafs fans, though? Like, literally anything. (laughs) Well, (laughs) okay, so since I'm... I've never seen a subject that they have not been able to make about themselves. It's a wonderful thing and uh, (laughs) as the associate editor of pension plan puppets um i have to mention that it's one of their more endearing qualities i mean (laughs) you you know you you have to have a team um okay well we have a few of those teams in atlantic that take themselves so extremely seriously because of their history and tradition. Um, we have Toronto, we have the Red Wings, and we have Montreal. Ah, oh, God. That's too many. I'm missing anyone. Oh, the Bruins. So we have four. <laughs> the Bruins. So we have these four very storied teams with a long depth of history and um, chips on their shoulders. And so it's wonderful and infuriating and charming at the same time because you realize that these deep hockey rivalries are real and true and just people hate on each other. And it's stuff that um, you love. I mean, as a fan, I love that whenever I say Montreal to a Toronto fan, they will say, you know, fuck Montreal. Like that's <laughs> like, it's like, it's like the spontaneous thing that comes out of their mouth. You know, you have to respect those old rivalries. And um, so I have to say that I I like, uh, (laughs) and wait, as a fan of a newcomer team, um, Tampa Bay, we get, oh, you copied our jersey from Toronto all the time, all the time. Well, the U.S. copied Britain's colors as well, so I'm not even that worried about it. I contend that we copied the L.A. Kings jersey, but you know, whatever. Um, So... So Buffalo, after everything, though, so they got, you know, they've had this second year GM, second year coach, I guess they'll be coming into his third year, both of them. New winger, Jack Uh Eichel, um, healthy again, probably going to have a decent season. Uh, Brand new new goalie, Carter Hutton, starting for them. Right. And potentially Rasmus Dahlin, if he makes the NHL out of camp, which all indications are that he probably will. So although they finished last last season, I think they're probably going to be uh, a bubble team. So mm-hmm. we'll see how they do. At least they're going to be better than uh, team number two on my <laughs> list, the Ottawa Senators. Oh, God. Okay. Um, let's There's talk a- about first, uh, if you don't mind, a quick detour into this. 
the senator's front office is extremely problematic. Can we agree? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. They have told so, us many times so far this season. Okay, so they are keeping on this um, this scout who sexually harassed a man in an Uber. Yeah. Wait, is this a new one? No, it's the story that's been going on all summer. I thought it was a bus, which is why I was like, Uber, wait, what? No, no, I think okay. it was an Uber driver. Yeah. Fucking so, Christ. Um, and they're not willing to, you know, break the bank for Eric Carlson. And I don't know what they're doing. Like, what? how they've made no big signings or changes or anything. And it just feels like they're mired in terribleness. So... I'd say they're probably going to tank worst if Montreal doesn't get there. You know what's really kind of funny to me is I actually really liked the Matt Duchesne. I mean, not really liked, but I liked the idea of the Matt Duchesne trade for the Senators when they made it. I thought it was a good move to try and add some extra scoring. Giving up Kyle Turris kind of sucked because mm-hmm. you basically were only gaining, like net gaining an extra 10% as opposed to adding a full-on extra scorer to do that. Um, but I liked the concept behind it. And Matt Duchesne had been having a good year with the abs, <laughs> like trying to regain his kind of position as I'm actually a good scorer that you want to train for. And then he like died basically, like not from a health way, but just like no one, he didn't do anything for the senators. And yep. now he's with Hoffman gone and Torres gone he's basically all of their scoring that they might have next year. Yeah. Uh, he. It looks like in the 68 games he played with Ottawa last season, he actually scored 23 goals and 26 assists, which is like uh, uh, terrible if you think of the Senators ended up. It's like, wow, you wasted all of that. Yeah. And um, yeah. Pretty amazing. <laughs> but think about it, how much better it would have been if he had Turris also. Like, like, that was the thing is like, I like the, tr- I liked the idea of getting Matt Duchesne and I didn't even think like it was a huge give up for him, but having to send Turris to Nashville to make it work really basically screwed them. And I was just like, yeah, I, I don't see how anyway that they don't, aren't the bottom of the Atlantic this year. Yeah. I uh, hope they can get rid of some of their defensive issues that are not named Eric Carlson. Honestly, I hope that Carlson gets to stay. Um, I don't. I want him yeah. to flee. <laughs> you see, okay, if he's not with Tampa, I want him to be on a team that will never make it to um, the playoffs. If he's <laughs> not with Ottawa, I want him to be on Dallas. <laughs> Well, I'll allow it because um, because we'd only have to face you guys twice a year. <laughs> and then hopefully in the cup final. But, you know. I really wonder where he would end up going in UFA. God. Right now, when, when it's a trade, I feel like the options are a lot more limited. But in UFA season, mm-hmm. it would be a fucking free-for-all. It'd be a Tavares. It really would. Could, could you see him going out west or something? Like, could you see him on the Kings even? Um... I don't think so. Is like, he even the kind of player that, I mean, do the Kings like puck-moving defensemen? No. Well, yeah. yeah I, I, 
as much as I actually really dislike Drew Doughty, he is actually quite a good puck mover. He is. He so, is great. So, you know, I will give him that. And so to, to say that they don't like it is not necessarily 100% true, but he's basically the only one they've got. Well, they've still hmm. got that one guy, Muzzin, too. They've still got Muzzin. So they've got two out of six, which is basically what the Stars had last year. <laughs> and they only played one of them. So whatever. Hmm. <laughs> so the Stars don't like puck moving defensemen either is what I'm hearing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You guys have to enlighten me. Honestly, last season I did not pay that much attention to anything outside of um, the Eastern Conference. So uh, hearing you guys talk about it is um, a nice way to learn. Uh, uh, Do we want to even talk about it, though? At this point, I'm just like, I just can't (laughs) even. We have a new coach coming in, and he seems so different. Like, everything I hear from him in interviews, I'm just – I. I love it. I'm not used to feeling this way. <laughs> it almost feels dangerous, this optimism. Yeah, like it's scary how much I like him before he's even started playing. And I'm like, don't disappoint me, Coach Monty. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't I don't know whatsoever. I have no idea how to talk about the stars this year coming up. No idea. No idea what to say. That's exciting, though. Change is good. One man's exciting, another man's terrifying. I yeah. mean, it's really exciting to have a new coach. Uh, yeah. I'm incredibly excited about that. It's just that it, in the terms of what to even expect from this year, other than completely flying by the seat of our pants, reacting the entire season, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to hear what you guys do um, say about it all midseason. Yeah, we'll, we'll invite you back in December and we'll have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> awesome when we get to the eventual uh, Dallas Tampa Cup final definitely definitely have you on <laughs> all offense no defense uh, let's go yeah <laughs> <laughs> if that ever happens in that in the in the playoff bracket where you have to pick the number of goals scored in the cup final I'm going to pick something like 65 no no 69 <laughs> nice <laughs> obligatory so Andrew L.A. asks how many losing seasons should your number three team Montreal endure before (laughs) they're relocated to Atlanta (laughs) well the that's an incredibly easy answer um uh, the answer is zero more losing seasons so they should just (laughs) pack up and move to Atlanta now Uh, there's a nice arena all set up for them and they just have to put more ice down yeah there you have it (laughs) <laughs> so, um, so the big off-season signing signing for the Canadians was um, Max Domi. That's right, I and that's that. all I have to say about the Canadians. Like that is what you do with your off-season. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, we have all the uh, Max Domi is quoted as saying, um, we have all the uh, necessary components to win. And I'm like, okay, win what? Like the preseason games? Okay, yeah. (laughs) When everybody else is sending their B team? Yeah, okay, you can win a couple of those. Good job. I think, okay, Carey Price has had two bad years. I mean, kind of mediocre years. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of it has to do with him. Okay, I'd actually, okay, I'd say one bad year. Last year was pretty bad. He was less than league average with goaltending. Oh, no. And this is a guy they signed forever. Yeah, like $80 million, so, eight years, right? Yep. 
and that was back at I'd like to say the end in 2016 was it after his uh, 9-3-4 season mm-hmm. and so the season after that that he did a uh, 9-2-3 and then last season was 900 923 <sighs> is respectable right but it yeah that's likely average yeah but yeah. Uh, he only played 62 of those games I guess, well, the season right. before, oh, 2015, he only played 12 games. That's yeah, that the was his, why his, that was his, um, that was his super injured year. And so his good year was the year before that, uh, 2014-15, when we defeated them in the second round of playoffs. Yeah. He had 9-3-3. Yeah. I mean, I like Carey Price a lot, but that contract was fucking ridiculous. Like, yes. There's no way. There's no way he is good enough to earn half that money for that time. So, um, their GM is bad. (laughs) And I have never, I don't know if it's because he learned how to GM in a non-cap era or what, or what he's trying to do. Cause he doesn't have the ability to move pieces around with the money he's given. I wonder, that would be a really interesting paper to look at some of the GMs who, came up through the it, through front offices in the non-cap era and look at their results versus GMs who have really only ever worked in front offices in the cap era. Because it, it is a very different thing, right? Like, it's very, very I different. mean, we're staring at it with um, team number four on the list, uh, the Red Wings. Yeah. Yeah. Who saw, who saw uh, Holland still being... An actual GM at this point. I definitely thought he, he has was one like, more year on his contract. I thought he was going to get promoted out of office before he signed that extension. Like I thought he was going to get promoted to like president of hockey ops or president of please don't touch the team. Yeah, I don't That's know. The same thing at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judging from what we saw go down in Florida, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, the Red Wing. So I don't know. Montreal is so. I kind of hate them, but only because they're so rude. I Okay, so I have a story for you. Am I allowed to tell stories? Yeah, heck um, yes, please. I, um, okay, so uh, Tampa Bay Lightning was honoring uh, Le Cavalier, uh-huh. and we raised his number to the rafters, and um, he gave a speech. And in a loving way, I made fun of his wonderful accent, which is, you know, Quebecois. Mm-hmm. And as a result, an unnamed Montreal Canadiens fan came into my DMs and gave me a hour-long lecture about how racist I am for making fun of Quebecois accents and um, and um, basically, you know, telling me about um, things like the forced deportation of French people from Quebec. And I'm very sorry to have learned about that. I mean, that's a terrible thing. And also, et cetera. So uh, there's a depth of history there that I tapped upon by gently teasing a member of uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning about his accent. And, okay, one, I'll never do it again. Obviously, thank you for educating me. Two, um, they might have a bit of a chip on their shoulders. Just a little one. Just a little. A little. Yeah, yeah that sounds like a really small chip. Easily <laughs> dealt with. No, yeah, so, um, 
anyway, um, that is uh, part of my deep, dark history. And again, I'm grateful for the learning opportunity. And also, it says a lot about Montreal Canadiens fans. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, if nothing else, they're very passionate. <laughs> there we go. They are super passionate. And again, it goes into having one uh, four out of the six original six teams in the in the division where um there are all kinds of chips to um tiptoe around <laughs> it's like the new like whenever lays does that like design of flavor <laughs> passion of the original six oh, what would that wow. taste like musty old uh, taste like bitter tears and salt bitterness. it would just be straight up bitters <laughs> And salt and salt. Salt and bitter. I mean, I mean, actually, that sounds tasty. I might like that. <laughs> you would. When when I asked um, Katya, the editor of Pension Plan Puppets, what she thought of Montreal, she said, quote, winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> so if, um, if Carey Price has a good season, they'll, you know, possibly make playoffs. Um, they have, I don't know, they're going to move uh, Jonathan. Jonathan Johan, I cannot pronounce his name the way that he should be pronounced. If they move him back to center, um, I feel like that's a terrible idea and they're going to do poorly, but I don't know what other options they have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be going to be a rough year for my man, Jordy. That's right. How is he doing up there? Have you been keeping your eye on him? He did okay his first year after the trade, um, but last year was, I think, rough on everybody. So yeah, he's not looking so so spry anymore. But you know, I'm happy for him and like being able to like skate outside of Jamie's shadow, even though we miss him a lot and want him back. Yeah, I miss his beard. I miss his beard so much. So Shea Weber is also out for an extended period of time with um, various kinds of health issues. Right. I forgot he was on that team. Yep. That's what happens when you play hockey and you're that old. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what other defense do they have? Um, they have Jordy, Shea Weber, uh, Alsner, well, Jeff right. Petrie. They do have him. Petrie's pretty decent. He had, actually, if I remember correctly, a pretty decent old year. Petrie is the only thing that held the Edmonton Oilers together for a long time. Yeah. Petrie, Petrie is decent. Uh, they have former Dallas Stars player David Schlumko. They do. <laughs> David Schlumko, who played five games for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Victor. Uh, that many, huh? Victor Mate, or whatever, however you say his last name. He's a young kid. He'll be oh, probably yeah. a full timer next year. He is a baby. Noah Yulson? I don't know. I don't know, I don't who, know that who that is. is. Uh, oh, there's Byron Froys. Oh, hey, we were Look just at talking that. about you. We were looking for that guy. <laughs> You're alive. And he said, he's in the AHL, and I have to agree, he's with Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Red Wings, what's going on with that? Um, okay. Nothing. So, they're still writing it out with their ineffective coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think that anyone is truly excited about the Red Wings. Even the Red Wings? Except for maybe, well... Um, I guess there is like one spot of light, their new and arena? it's that Dylan Larkin did really well last year. 
<laughs> Dylan Larkin did well last season again. Like he bounced back um, after his second year. So his third year, he did pretty well. And they just signed him to a five year contract. So um, I think that he is the uh, s- spot of light and hope on that team. I am not as high on Dylan Larkin as a lot of people are high on Dylan Larkin. I'm not high on him, but he is the high point. <laughs> uh, yeah okay that's fair and he did score 63 points last year but only a si- 16 of those were goals so I'm just I guess I mean he's, if, as a playmaker you need playmakers that is the thing that you do need but also the highest number of goals that any one person on their team scored last year was 24 uh Anthony Mantha mm-hmm. that's right yeah um So I also read that there are a lot of questions about Zetterberg and whether um, he's healthy enough to return and play his best. So that's concerning. Yeah. I honestly thought that he had retired. (laughs) I was surprised that he active roster. I honestly thought that he had, like, he had announced his retirement. Like, I have no, that was a very vivid memory of him not being, not playing anymore. He played 82 games last year. Okay, Carolyn, ask ask me how many of those games I watched. <laughs> no, I, that was me like saying that in surprise because I am right oh. there with you. Just <laughs> calling me out, like he played eighty two games. Like okay, sorry. No. Like what the hell? That is not a number I would have guessed. He's one of those Swedish guys that you cannot destroy. However, his effectiveness just has gone uh, gotten lower and lower and lower since um, his peak in like 2013 I'd say also other names that I would never have guessed had played 79 games Nicholas Cronwall yeah also 37 yeah they yeah they used to be incredibly proud of Cronwall um and uh whenever he'd completely decimate someone with a hit um the Red Wings Twitter feed would be like Cronwalled yeah Yeah. so a gif of it and stuff and uh, right. ever since the concussion, um, the concussion lawsuits have been going around. They've kind of stopped doing that, which is probably wise. Yeah. 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 Hey, remember when Thomas Tatar went for a first? I do. It was good. Wow. Uh, I forgot the Red Wings had Trevor Daly. Yeah. That's a name we don't see much anymore for reasons, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. I don't see how the how the Red Wings become more effective. I just don't. And I guess, like, maybe maybe Larkin's better than I give him credit for, but I don't know. It, I thought that $6 million was a little too much for him. Though, again, he did score 63 points last year, so maybe I'm wrong, because, again, I don't watch him very closely, but... He's probably the biggest face of the team. Um mm-hmm. And he's American, which has always been the Red Wings brand. Well, aside from being Swedish or Russian, it's been the Red Wings brand to kind of foster. They do have a lot of Americans on their team. Yeah. I I mean, I get, you know, and he is, you know, if you want somebody like pink cheeked and boyishly good looking, that's your man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into the, the more fun. They might win the division kind of teams. (laughs) <laughs> and Florida. Oh, we're finally up there. That's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Florida. Florida so, is next. How glad are we that Dale Talon's back? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It doesn't sound like 
think she's actually that glad. <laughs> I Florida is such a weird little team. It's strange to share a state with the Florida Panthers. They do have a growing fan base. Um, they did a really good thing last season where after um, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting, they yeah. really pulled for the community and they did a number of wonderful things. Like there's inclusion of that hockey team at the NHL awards. Um, and uh, I just, you know, Luongo, um, spoke on the ice after the shooting um, right before a game um, of the fact that our state needs better gun control. And imagine a hockey player saying something like that uh, to his hometown crowd. I mean, it was necessary to say, um, and he said it. So the Panthers are making huge strides in like endearing themselves to their community in sunrise and it's wonderful to watch at the same time what is their front office doing like what are they doing (laughs) they have luongo um uh they have barkov they have huberdo they have they have barkov scored at almost a point per game yeah, I'm thinking they sneak into the playoffs. Um, they missed playoffs last season, but they're probably going to be back in. Uh, they have, you know, Boner is um, trying to still work on their defensive soundness, which, you know, I've never considered them a defensively leaky team. In fact, they usually decimate Tampa by stifling offense. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're just going to play that up and continue to be like defensively sound. Wait, can you back a second? The coach's name is pronounced Boner? Boner? Bob? No, I don't. Please, please don't point that out because that's embarrassing. (laughs) No, I have no idea. We have no idea. That we have no idea. Let's go go with Boner. I've never heard a. I'd really like (laughs) Boner. Yeah, I've been on the Point to Point podcast once and um, they. I don't remember how they pronounced his name. So let's just say one thing. Here. This is very much a pronunciation safe space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except I just said boner. Uh, okay. 90% of our content is dick jokes. So you are on brand. <laughs> awesome. Wikipedia to see if they have a pronunciation guide, and they do not. But I did find out that his nickname is The Boogeyman. Okay, then. I'm just going to call him that from now on forward. Like, okay, the (laughs) boogeyman is uh, working on their defensive soundness. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Let's let's keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's actually great. (laughs) Because it's giving me a chance to, like, um, quickly Google the Panthers stats from uh, last season. Yeah, I've just got hockey ref open because I realized I did no research and I was like, shit, there are teams in the Atlantic. Yeah, <laughs> there are a couple teams. There are some teams in the Atlantic. So uh, I'm just going to throw this one out there. Uh, Aaron Ekblad, who you may remember from a couple seasons ago when he won the Calder Trophy for no reason. Um, hey. <laughs> only 38 points. Only 38 points. Uh, How, John Klingberg well, probably should have been a De- Norris finalist. Just saying that one. Just throw that one out there. I'm not bitter. Yeah, I hear that. Um, he's second to Yandel in points. Um, mm-hmm. Wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. In points. Yeah, However, is. I think he's first in 
oh no, he's not even first in penalties. Um, he's up there. He's third. There's one dude, Michael Haley. I'm pretty sure Haley is literally a face puncher. Yeah, 212 penalty. Yeah, minutes. he's just a face puncher. He, they he got really him is. from the Sharks? Yeah. Anyway, Ekblad is like, has the highest penalty minutes of um, anyone skilled. Yeah, team. Haley and has sent 212 penalty minutes. Yeah, that's a <laughs> lot, especially yeah. nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we might have figured out why there was what was wrong with the Panthers. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the Panthers they, I, gave they, up Marcheso, um for the yeah. expansion draft, and that was like the worst possible thing they could have done. I have no they idea what they were doing. Marchessault specifically to get rid of Riley Smith. Like Riley Smith was a bad player. Wow. That was the reasoning was they needed somebody to, they wanted them to take Riley Smith in his contract because, you know, he was a bad yeah. player. But do you, I mean, would you give up your top scorer to get rid of a bad player? No, but, no. And the the, 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 the crux of it was that Riley Smith was a fine player. Interesting. <laughs> like they they were doing it to clear cap space. Wow. It was, it was the stupidest thing in the entire world. Now, on the flip side of that, um, do you remember the Shipachov situation with Vegas? No. Okay, so they signed this guy uh, in the offseason, um, Vladimir Shipachov. Right. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. Who had been the top scorer in the league, in the KHL, that past year. I remember his, that. Yeah, so his line mate was Evgeny Dadanov. And so they both came over, and I thought they were both going to be very, very successful. Well, obviously, Shipachov got jerked around by Vegas and ended up going back to Russia. But Dadanov did exa almost exactly what I predicted him to do. He scored 65 points with the Panthers. He was a really good ad. And I just keep thinking about Vegas and, like, if they hadn't jerked Shipachov around, how much better they could have been actually in their top six. I really liked the signing when it happened. I am still confused that uh, Vegas beat Winnipeg. It was goalies. That's yeah, it was. it was Mark Andre Fleury. He played like yeah. a badass and, and then, just enough to edge out the Winnipeg, right. who, who also got a great goalie showing. So that's all it was. That was all it was, and that's how they collapsed against the Caps. Is their Mark Andre Fleury didn't have it in him to carry the entire team. I mean, he'd already done it for so long. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like you can only imagine, you can only expect that to happen for so long. Sometimes you get lucky and it happens the entire way through, but most of the time, no. No, he was already so tired from carrying them through the regular season. Yeah. Well, but Fleury deserves a lot more credit than he got. So, hmm. Florida, so you think Florida will be back in to the playoffs? Yep, I think so. Tell me about Toronto. Are they going to... Flowers and rainbows. Honey <laughs> rabbits. First, they have, like, uh, they have... Kyle Dubas as the GM mm -hmm. and um, they they signed John Tavares and uh, they're working on uh, Nylander, Marner all of those RFAs uh, to re-sign them and you know honestly I'm not all that worried Dubas mm -hmm. will do it, he'll get it done and uh, <laughs> they'll have a very strong offensive team now they did give up um, Tyler Bozak and uh, JBR. 
That's right. I did forget about Bozak, but I wasn't that. As Toronto, I wouldn't be too concerned. Like, he's fine, but he's not Tavares. Yep. Freddie Anderson is their goaltender, and uh, he's okay. League average, man. That's all you really need. Yeah, you need to (laughs) outscore your mistakes. Yep. Yeah. So Toronto, we we had talked about this a little bit on the podcast before. The thing about Toronto that always gives me pause is... I don't like their defense. Like, and it's not that I think like they're like Marner, not Marner, uh, Morgan Riley or Jake Gardner are bad defensemen. I just think they're okay enough, but nothing stands out special about their defense. And then the rest of it seems really rough. You are correct. (laughs) 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 Yep. Um, Essentially. So Gardner probably should get more credit than he's given. He's, you know, he's pretty solid. And um, Riley is also pretty solid. Then we get into, like, uh, Ron Hainsey and uh, Travis Dermott and then uh, Zaitsev. And um, then we had Roman Pollock for a while. He didn't yeah, play Yeah, we know games. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Connor Carrick spent some time up there. Andreas Borgman, Justin Hall. Uh, yeah, you know, they were really uh, trying to find solutions for the bottom four, and I don't know if they ever really, aside from Hainsey, um, ever really found anybody. So if we're talking about, you know, the top three teams being Toronto, Boston, and Tampa Bay, yep. do you feel confident enough that that back end, including Anderson, who... I think, you know, I agree. I think he's pretty okay. Is enough to get them to the top of the division? Or do you think they're probably still going to finish where they finished last year? Uh, with Tavares in their second, as their second line center, um, I think they could regularly outscore the mistakes of their defense. Um, and since they play the division a lot, nobody in this division has great defense. <laughs> so, you know... It, uh, yeah, they'll probably get first or second in the division. Um, they have to kind of uh, solve the Bruins. Uh, the Bruins bounced them first round uh, this past playoffs. Babcock is an interesting guy. I mean, Tampa faced Babcock uh, with the Red Wings uh, in their Stanley Cup final year. And, um, what he does a lot in playoffs is use obstruction and drawing penalties, especially if the other team um, has a sucky power play. He'll just draw as many penalties as he wants because he knows the other team isn't going to capitalize on the man advantage. Um, mm-hmm. So he does that instead of relying on um, a, a strong defensive system. He'll teach, I mean, he was... Um, teaching Nazem Kadri to uh, draw some of the most penalties in the league. But um, he drew so many penalties that the refs started denying him penalties. Like, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Kadri, none for you. And in fact, there was a, a, I know the people at Pension Plan Puppets were discussing recently that um, drawing penalties really dried up last season. And it might be the league coming down on Babcock saying, we understand that this is your strategy and we're not going to allow it much any longer. Mm-hmm. So some interesting stuff there. I think uh, they probably could 
um, get to maybe the division final. Um, maybe with Tavares, they could get to the Eastern Conference final. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see, like, they really do need defense to make it farther. So, Boston. I was a bit shocked at how good Boston was last year. Yeah. Do we think they could do it again? Are they as good as they actually seemed? Like, I mean, their numbers totally supported them being that good. But I, it to me, it felt like it came out of nowhere. Like, we're used to Bergeron's line being as good as Bergeron's line is. But then the rest of it, all the rest of the team really seemed to step up, too. It's funny. Uh, I mostly remember beating Boston in five games. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So we do have a question about that, right? Like, why was John Moore signed to a five-year contract? Um, Yeah. So Spencer asks, why John Moore in Boston? The ideal setup is Chara, McAvoy, Krug, Carlo, Rozelsic, and Miller. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Well, Chara is very definitely aging. Uh, I believe that he might have been he might have spent some time in the AHL last season. I know he might have been demoted or at least sat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they really do need somebody else. And he he's pretty bad at puck possession. Like I looked at his numbers and he's not the greatest. Um, however, um, he's always played top four minutes um, mm-hmm. with all of his many previous he's played like 230 games with various teams and um so he's like a solid uh like maybe fourth or fifth d i think it's a terrible contract however (laughs) like i don't see so we're all agree they they must have felt that he filled a need they had yeah, you know well, what I mean. Jim like, Hill thought Roman Polak does. So <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna move as long as we have one last team to talk about, and they do happen to be my particular favorite of the Atlantic. <laughs> They're the prettiest. What can I say? <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> okay. Well, Toronto might be prettiest, but um, nope. at least no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so Steve so why is Tampa Bay going to win the Atlantic? Kucherov is going to have an amazing year. Um, he just uh, signed his contract. Um, it's an eight-year contract. He gets paid more than um, Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman. Mm-hmm. And um, they really paid a Russian winger to carry the team. And I think they did a good thing. I mean, they also signed Ryan McDonough um, to a seven-year contract, and I think that might have been iffy. He's mm-hmm. he's one of those like old Rangers that they love a little too much. Like yeah, basically, the team is like, Rangers. yeah, we're like the retirement team for New Yorkers. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> I mean, like to fly south for the winter. Yeah, pretty much. Like Ryan Callahan just began it, and then like there's this. Um, well, he got a Strawman, which was very nice, and then he also got us all these other people. Yeah, um, when Dan Girardi came down, and I was like, "Oh, buddies." <laughs> he was not bad last season. Oh, I that's mean, good. He made it as far as like you know the conference final. So well, I I'm good. Yeah. However, he was being used with the Rangers. He was used much more effectively with Tampa Bay, and then we fired the defensive coach. So. Um, 
I don't know what that means, but we'll see going forward what that means. So uh, what would it take to get Braden Point from the from Tampa? Um, prying him out of our cold, dead hands. Probably. <laughs> like we, uh, he is, he's the future. He's wonderful. Um, he should have won the Calder, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, I know how that feels. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, same question, but for Tyler Johnson, like what would be a reasonable trade for Tyler Johnson? Do you think? Uh, from the stars? Yeah. I don't know your lineup well enough, but probably like um some, you can generalize. Um I wouldn't part with him for less than like either two seconds or like a first and a sixth or something wacky like that. Mm-hmm. Um because he really is solid. He's um he's centering either well our second line or our third line, depending. And um having like nine solid players is amazing it's like uh it's such richness yeah. and wealth you know it's like wow we have that like <laughs> yeah we have three lines of good forwards what <laughs> i didn't think that was allowed <laughs> i thought you had to have that one line that you're just kind of like well we put them out there so their moms can see them play <laughs> it's the ryan callahan line so hopefully his mom has seen him play a lot but he's but our fourth line is generally like the grinder face puncher line, they do pretty well with possession, but um, sometimes they get outworked. And in general, um, the top defensive pair is put behind them just in case. So, you know. Remember that is how that works. Remember when we had a good second line? That was, that was fun. <laughs> no, when was that? That was the year we had Spezza and Sharp and everything. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that was, that was a that good was... year. That was two years ago, right? That was, was 15-16, so it was three yeah. years ago, I think. Yeah, or It was 15, like 16. the oh, retirement so home for uh, Blackhawks for a little yeah, while. Yeah, but we did good with it. Yep. Yeah, but then he went back to the Blackhawks to retire. Yeah, the Blackhawks are retired. sure terrible. I hope they continue to be terrible. You and me both. I really but... hate that team. It was yeah. honestly one of the best moments of my life when they got mathematically disqualified from the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> High point of that season, for sure. I have no love for the Blackhawks for obvious reasons. Yeah, no, neither do we. For the same reasons. Yep. Speaking of the happy things, <laughs> Marin, do you have a happy thing you would like to share? Uh, yeah, so... um as I was looking back through my Twitter to remind myself of what happened in the last two weeks, uh, probably the happiest that I've ever been is when Jamie Ben posted that picture of him cradling, taking a nap with his niece. That was probably my happiest moment. But I also had a birthday party, so that might have technically been. (laughs) They're kind of right there. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Tanya. Yeah. I had a, my birthday party, I had a birthday party with some friends, um, like last Friday, I think, um, and it was fun. we did a, a board game night. So we played a lot of card games, drank a lot, ate some finger foods. It was fun. And we'd sing karaoke cause my friend Carlos brought over like a karaoke setup. So I got to do that the awesome. rap from, Yay. Uh, very cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. It was fun. 
Oh, Cherie, you got a happy thing? I went to my very first bar trivia night, and it was Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones. And I went yes! with my, my BFF, who is a Game of Thrones expert, and I'm the Lord of the Rings expert. And we managed to make third place, and we could have won if we just bet more on our last round. So okay. um, I have to say, we basically aced it, and it was like one of the best moments that I've had recently, because I felt like I had been studying my whole life for that one night. <laughs> it's like yeah. wow they're gonna quiz me on what i know about what i love you know it's like I i'm here that. for this i'm ready you do amazing elf cosplay like i love oh. it i love following your instagram because i love <laughs> like seeing your jewelry and stuff that you make oh <laughs> thank you yeah seriously um, coming up. yeah yeah i also feel like it'd be great like D D druid kind of cosplay jewelry oh, yeah too. maybe so yeah um I also, I'm a tabletop gamer. My husband runs a once a week game for me and some hockey friends. Um, someone on the West Coast, actually two people on the West Coast and one in Toronto, and then the three of us here. And it's oh, been lovely. Awesome. It's nice. What do you play? Uh, shoot, what is, we just switched systems. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, so from the background, my husband says the system is called Scum and Villainy. Um, we just generated characters and talked through making the um, spaceship, basically. Oh. So that's going to be fun. And previous to that, we were in a dungeon world. We did two different games in dungeon world, um, two different short campaigns. And that was pretty fascinating. Cool. Um, as you know, Marin and I are both big, big D&D people. So feel free to D&D. anytime. My happy thing happened today. And I finished writing the first draft of my book. Yeah. I have never done a first book before, ever, 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 ever in my life. And uh, it's a weird feeling of relief that almost makes me want to cry. Like, it's a very weird, happy thing. Like, I'm very happy to have it. But, like, it's at the same time, it's like this weird jumble of emotions. It's marvelous to have that kind of achievement under your belt. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, it's a first draft, so it's terrible. So I'm just going to put it aside for a month and work on something else and then <laughs> come back to it and hopefully make it not terrible at some point here. I believe in you. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and move us on to reader questions because we're already like an hour and 15 into this. So <laughs> one of the reader questions we got was, Acharya asks, how would you rank all the teams in the Atlantic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, okay, if I'm going to go one through eight, or, you know, eight through one or whatever, uh, I think the lowest team is going to be Ottawa. I don't see any way they can be not last. Wait, so are you going to do all of them and then I'll do all of them? Or do we each do them as we go? Oh, whatever you want to do. Yeah. You can go next. Go next. Well, no, no, no. You do your ranking, and then I'll do my ranking. Because I'm okay. like, if if we do it back to back, I feel like I'm just gonna end up copying you all the time. So okay, do you like the list? I'm gonna go Ottawa, Montreal, Buffalo, Red Wings, Florida, Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay. So not too different than what it was last year, but a little bit different. So you think Boston will be worse than Toronto? Yeah, 
I, because I can't understand how they were good last year. I just don't, like, I'm not wrapping <laughs> my head around it. So I can't believe that they'll be good this year. Yeah, their coach, I I was, uh, I didn't think their coach was all that good. But his second season, he's been great. Yeah, like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Therefore, yep. I can't, I, I also think Tavares was a good ad for Toronto. So whatever. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I just want Tampa Bay to win it, frankly. That's all. <laughs> Me too. But I want them to do badly. Um, I don't want them to win the President's Trophy. I want them to <laughs> just come in like third in um, in the division and uh, have to play with all their might to make it from then on because that seems to be the best possible path for playoff teams. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right, Marin, how would you rank them? Uh, okay, I'm going to go Ottawa, Buffalo, Montreal, oh, Red Wings, Florida, Toronto, Boston, Tampa Bay. I do wonder if Red Wings are last um, coming up. I don't know. I just can't, I can't see anybody being worse than Ottawa. I cannot see anybody. Yeah, me neither. I just can't. Not yeah. after. Not after. Because even as much as like we think, you know, we know Duchesne's a good player. We know Carlson's a good player. Like even though we know they have some good players. The morale on the, the back is broken in that team. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Unless they make huge changes, I don't see them. I don't see them doing anything with the good, disparate pieces that they have. Yep, their will is broken. <laughs> Imagine being the coach of a team where one of your top players had a personal beef with your star player. <laughs> How fun and it wasn't solved. Would that be? It'd be awful. God. I wonder how often that happens and we don't hear about it. I can't. Like, I mean, I can imagine that like interpersonal beefs happen, but what what happened with the Carlsons was so much was so painful. Outside of it, yeah, yeah, like yeah. and abusive and scary and yeah, terrible and just creepy. Yeah, like that. That is unusual. Like, yeah. I can imagine, like, two star players or two of the top players on a team having a lot of interpersonal beef, but I can't imagine a point to where the like the one's wife would cyberbully the other about it. And, like, the one wife having to take out a restraint, like, a, a, basically a restraining order. Like, that's yep. the yes. part that I just don't understand, like, how you move on from that with having both of these players on the same team. Well... I mean, they did trade Hoffman. So yep. now Hoffman's in Florida. So true, true, true. that's going to be an interesting thing. I, I don't know how the, um, the partner room deals with having someone who's got a restraining order on them, like come into their room. I mm-hmm. hope it doesn't impact the players, but in a way, how could it not, you know? So we'll see how yeah. Florida does with that situation. I mean, I almost kind of hope it does impact the players because I want them thinking about it, right? Like, I want them yeah, exactly. aware of the interpersonal relationships that happen because of this team that they have. It's not a bad thing to be aware of that. Nope. Yep. Uh, do you want to ask the next question, Mary? Sure. Uh, okay, let me scroll down. Where are we? Uh, Jen asks, number one, no Atlantic Division teams are in the Atlantic time zone. <laughs> do we have to move the teams or the time zone to make this work? Yes, and let me answer that. So we, the following places are in the Atlantic time zone. 
New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, um, parts of Newfoundland, or maybe all of it, and a place called Labrador. And then we have uh, Cote Nord and the Magdalene Islands, Puerto Rico, <laughs> and the U.S. Virgin Islands. And then Maine and Florida are considering um, transferring to the Atlantic time zone and not Wait, having Florida? daylight. Yeah, Florida is considering giving up um, daylight saving time. But are they that far east? Um, we just were that far south. We just uh, don't need to conserve any daylight. Maine, I guess they're that far east. Maine is pretty far east. So do we want um, an NHL team in parts, like very cold, distant parts of Canada? Uh, no, we do not need any more NHL um, teams in Canada. Prince Edward Island loons, though. Uh-huh. Marin and I have already decided that they need a hockey team, and it'd be the Loons. Yes, Okay, I suppose that would... I mean, with NHL money, you can fly players into and out of Prince Edward Island. So that would be okay. It's not like you have to take the bus. Plus, <laughs> they need tourism in the winter, because it's hard to get there. I'll give you that. My, my, <laughs> um, my NHL team choices were Puerto Rico... Um, a I mean, team yeah, in Jacksonville obviously. so that we can um, rival the Battle of Cali and a team in Maine. <laughs> so Puerto Rico NHL team, Jacksonville and Maine. How about how angry would organites get when Portland, Maine would get a hockey team before <laughs> Portland, Oregon? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yep. That would be That's beautiful. Pretty awesome. And anyway, <laughs> um, so the second part of that question is what would we drink out of the Stanley Cup? Oh, yeah, I was going to read that after we answered oh. the first part. <laughs> okay. So, right, we, we have a, we, we have a patter. <laughs> what? I said, sorry, we have a patter. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yes. No it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, what would you drink out of the Stanley Cup? Um, it's got to be something very Floridian. So, like, either a Mai Tai or, like, a mint julep or something. Or mm-hmm. some kind of rum drink. Yeah, a lot of rum. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my husband says Cuba Libre, which is essentially rum, coke, and lime. Nice. That's, That's a good sounds, choice, though. Yeah. Sounds like a stellar option. <laughs> uh, I'm a simple girl. I would go, like, for kava. I, I like mm. kava. Yum. A lot. I have a bottle of kava in my fridge, actually, for later, when I actually get to re- relax and celebrate that I've finished my book. <laughs> Yay! Perfect. <laughs> I would go with whatever Deep Eddie happens to be on tap. Nice. Is Deep Eddie a Texas area brewery? It is a Texas area distillery. It is a 10 times distilled vodka that is so smooth you can basically drink it out straight out of the bottle, which I have done on many occasions because I've started. It's so fucking good. But yeah, it's delicious. They do a ruby red vodka. Uh, grapefruit it is so fucking good yeah it's really really delicious um the ruby rush to try it the peach one is really good the only one that i don't really have time for is the sweet tea because i'm just not a sweet tea fan Mm. but they also do a lemon one that's really good the lemon one's probably my favorite they also do a cranberry one and i don't I, i don't see it always available so it might be a seasonal thing but the cranberry one is really good too 
That one actually tastes like a cranberry and vodka, but it's just straight vodka. Yeah, it's just straight vodka. Oh, wow. Dangerous. <laughs> Yum. It's dangerous and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so Shani's Land asks, how does one become a friend of the podcast? That's because we keep calling Jen friend of the podcast, Jen. <laughs> yeah, Jen, Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen. Uh, it's, I don't, so it's just that we give people nicknames. By the way, I feel like at this point, Shani's Land is a friend of the podcast. She's like, been- yeah, it is implicit that you are a friend Question. of the podcast. Super, super regularly since we started offering questions out. So, yeah, so I mean, I think we started calling Jen friend of the podcast, Jen, because we got like two or three we had questions. Several Jen. Yeah. Yeah. We had several Jens at one point and she had been the one who had been offering questions most frequently. And, but for me, the whole thing is that like, honestly, like when we get questions from people repeatedly, I kind of think of them a certain way in my head. It's so like I was saying earlier, I think of you as Shani's Island. Like you will never not be Shani's Island in my, me, my hand, even though your name is Shani's Land. <laughs> Shani's Land, I just want you to know that I have your back as far as your name goes. <laughs> no, no, I like to call people what they want to be called. I mean, it's not that I like, I don't mean any disrespect by it. It's that I am a bad reader. <laughs> no, that's true. You are a bad reader and a bad pronunciator. So, like, I really feel like people should just, if you've been listening for any length of time, you should know that by now. It's like, Carolyn's yeah, yeah. And I mean, frankly, I feel like, like, if Shanny's Island was like a place, I always imagine it as like a really fun, like, amusement park Coney Islandy place. Really? Because I just pictured like somebody standing in a corner droning on about the rules. No, no. I think Coney Island when I think of Shanny and her island. Well, I just think of Shanahan. Oh no, no he no, was no, actually no. the best player safety per, uh, director that he totally no has had. No disrespect to Shanahan. I really <laughs> found his uh, his like player safety videos to be incredibly informative, but he did just have a droning way of speaking on them. That uh, always made me laugh a lot. So, yeah, that's what I think of when I think of Shani's Land. I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, okay. all respect to the guy, because he, he did a good job with those videos. I found them very informative. <laughs> do we want to do the last question? Give you guys some time to shine? Sure. If you had to make a fellowship, nine walkers out of Atlantic Division players, who would you pick and why? So um, I had my list and it was pointed out that I somehow neglected to pick any defensemen. So there's a raging debate on my Twitter right now um, about this. <laughs> and so the I honestly chose by points and then um, Robert, Roberto Luongo is Gandalf. So, oh my gosh, I picked um, for Gandalf. So the Hobbits are Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, um, William Nylander and Braden Point. And that's because they're all rookie-ish people, extremely, you know, high high scoring, kind of high spirited. And um, they just reminded me of Hobbits. And I think um, Matthews would be Frodo and Point would be Sam. And then Marner and Nylander would be um, Marion Pippin. I can see that really good, actually. Uh, and then, uh, as I said, uh, Gandalf, Roberto Luongo. And then um, Legolas is Stamkos. Aragorn is maybe David Pasternak, and Gimli is Brad Marchand. Now, um, 
someone pointed out that um, Victor Hedman would make a pretty good Aragorn. All right, that's true. There and there are a lot of defensemen that I'm missing, so <laughs> feel free to weigh in. This was hard. <laughs> Eric Carlson, I think, would make a really good Legolas. Wait, you know, you, yes. Have you said Boromir yet? Boromir, Kucherov, but maybe somebody different. I don't know. I'm undecided about these guys. Okay. Who did you have, Marin? Uh, I mean, so I didn't have it written down because that's not <laughs> how I play that game. But <laughs> I really, really like your Hobbit choices. So I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to tell you my Hobbit choices. Your Hobbit choices are perfect. Um, I also had Luongo as Gandalf. But I was thinking, um, uh, oh, what's his name? On the Bruins. Bergeron? Bergeron. Bergeron oh, is yeah. born. Um, As which one? I'm sorry. Aragorn? Aragorn? Yeah. Okay. Zdeno thinking... Chara could be Gimli. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> He'd be the tallest dwarf ever. First tallest of all, dwarf ever, exactly. Hilarious. Uh, I was thinking Carlson as Legolas. Yeah. Here yep. for that. I could do that. And then uh, I didn't really have any good thoughts for Boromir because I was trying to find, I, was, I don't really know enough of the players well enough to be like, I need somebody who is both like very honorable, but also corrupted. <laughs> and I could- so maybe Brad Marchand would be a better um, Boromir. Yeah. Like he's yeah. got that radish feel or maybe like a Nazim Kadri type where you don't trust him. And yet he's, you know, he's a solid team player, but you hate him when he's not on your team. Yeah, no, that that probably works. Yeah, either one of those would work fine, for sure. <laughs> How about with I the like stars? Oh, God. oh, or your division? What would what would you cast? Well, so John Klingberg is Legolas. It's obvious. Yeah. done. Straight up, <laughs> Steph, he's like straight what? up done. Man, Roman Polak is Gimli. Just <laughs> <laughs> so using stars players. I was. Oh, it doesn't matter. Your so let's fine. just use stars players because I haven't looked at anybody else's roster in a while. Yeah, okay. same. So of from the stars, um, yes, I like what you said already. I think Jason Spezza. Who would no Jason Spezza or no? I'm going with Jason Spezza for Gandalf. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan are Frodo and Sam. Are Frodo. Aww. That's obvious. Like, that, there's no other choice, right? Like, that's, that's yeah. obvious. No, there's no so other Dan choice. is Frodo and Ben is Sam because um, Ben is kind of carrying him. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Honka is see. Gimli. Oh, he's a good Gimli. Yeah, he'd be a good Gimli. He's a murder face. Yeah, that's ben Bishop. Ben Bishop could be Aragorn. Yes, that's Ooh, good. That's a good one. Yeah, for sure. I like it. I think Hansel should be Boromir. <laughs> he did betray us. <laughs> That's Aww. what I'm saying. Uh, we, we don't have a Marion Pippin. Um, uh, see, because Lindell and, and uh, Lindell and Klingberg would be hilarious as Marion Pippin, but I am I really like Klingberg as. I was thinking like Fox and Pitlick. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that, let's do it. <laughs> Like if before before the off season, it would have been Fox and Roussel, obviously. But now it's yeah, Fox and Pitlick. Yeah, we don't have Roussel anymore. So yeah, no, I like it. Let's no. go. Done. Done. Awesome. 
Well, this was a lot of fun, you guys. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks so, so much for coming on. That's all we have for today. Uh, so where can they find you? I'm at Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, Rezak, R-E-Z-A-K on Twitter. And um, I mainly stay behind the scenes nowadays. Um, I've kind of retired and um, from writing a lot, but I edit at Pension Plan Puppets and Raw Charge. And you can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. And you can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you have a longer question or comment or a point to make about the Lord of the Rings, you can email us at deephearthockey at gmail.com. You can find our official blog with this podcast and our previous podcast and uh, blog post at deephearthockey.wordpress.com. Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs>